Uh, let's get back into it with our panel, Tom Parkin, Anthony Fury, and Dan Moulton. Danny, you were saying earlier that, uh, you know, you'd like to see some of these things like the Trans Mountain Pipeline thing appealed by the Liberals to the Supreme Court. Now, we're looking at the Supreme Court here in Canada versus in the United States. Sure. And as you see, uh, the vetting process playing out in the Senate uh, makes you win sometimes with all of the chirping and uh, the obstructionism and so on. Do you think uh, we would be better served if we would vet our Supreme Court judges the same way they do stateside? I don't think we'd be better served by adding the partisanship into the appointment of Supreme Court justices that you see south of the border. Uh, that is, uh, for the last several decades, it, it seems an increasingly uh, tense part of the process for appointing uh, justices to the top court. And I think it's something that we would never want to see brought into this country. And I don't think we have right now. I mean, there was a bit of... Uh, drama around Stephen Harper's appointment of uh, Nadon to the, uh, to the, or attempted appointment mm -hmm. of uh, Justice Nadon to the Supreme Court, uh, failed there. Uh, there was some tension between him and the former Chief Justice. I think that was probably the closest we've come to it. Uh, but I don't think we have that same politicization of our judiciary that they have in the in the in the states, and something I certainly want to wouldn't want to see in this country. But Anthony, we don't know who our judges are and what they stand for, uh, what they represent. Is that necessarily a good thing? Yes and no. I, I mean, I see the merits to both systems. And I agree with what Dan's saying, that the circus that we've seen recently in the past few days is not good for, for anybody, whatever side of the aisle that you are on. But I, I will say legal theory is, it's not a partisan thing, but it does speak to a political philosophy and, and, a, and a legal philosophy. You you compare, you know, Antonin Scalia to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you go, you are, you are selecting someone based on this philosophy. And a guy like Barack Obama, who's also a legal theorist, I mean, he's in that philosophy as well. So you vote for Obama, but you don't vote for Ginsburg and Scalia. And you start to see the merits to it. I mean, they're making very different decisions than a state legislator is, but yeah, the people should have some sort of involvement or at least get in the game a bit more, even, uh, even if it's not through voting. Yeah, Tom, uh, just knowing more of where uh, our judges are coming from philosophically. Uh, well, there's there's nothing wrong with uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, people should know more about uh, how why do justice. Well, this is make an open vetting process. Yeah. We don't have the same thing. This is yeah, all entirely. Here's here's my fear: is that any time if you go into a vetting process that involves partisan politicians, you will inevitably end up with partisan judges. And I think that has served the United States very very badly because we've got. <laughs> I was listening to a report this morning. Well, why do you say that? I mean, Roe v. Wade was passed in '73, and that's because there yeah, was and a it'll progressive probably, court, and it'll probably be undone you know be and and they're and you not know, so according to what he said today Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh? Did he? Yeah. Uh, okay well you know I, but it's it, to, to me that's like um you know <laughs> judges are, are great about following precedent except for exactly when they don't <laughs> you know it's it's kind of a create creative uh cre creative system that they have in the united states where they elect people they turn in some areas where they where judges are truly politicians um i don't think i think the system that we've got is that we have a legislature and a parliament that passes laws. Uh, we have uh, a, a, a judicial system that interprets them and uh, applies them, but doesn't make law. And when you turn judges into politicians, they start making law. And this is, you know, just touching on, I mean, this cuts both ways. And you're, you're mm -hmm. raising the point. This cuts both ways. Because, I mean, you know, geez, maybe I can come prime minister and I'll stack the Supreme Court with all the people that would, you know, uh, that would think my way. But then, you know, somebody else gets in, they do something completely opposite. Is that good for the country? I, I don't think so. I think that just perverts and undermines our judicial processes. I think if there's one thing, I, I'll give a little credit to Mr. Trudeau. What he has done is set up a process uh, for uh, federal courts 
which now involves more transparency and does involve more people from the legal community and having a say, so it's not a star chamber as much as it used to be. Yeah, and to reach across more partisan right. lines here, I give some credit to the former Prime Minister Harper for setting up a parliamentary committee process that required uh, judges appointed by the Prime Minister to the top court to go before the parliamentary committee. And while there's no a formal approval process from the parliament there, there is an additional level of transparency. And I think that in Canada and in this country, there is still... Uh, a wide-held level of respect for our judicial system, uh, for the Supreme Court, and for some of our institutions, that the people that are on the court uh, and the decisions that they render uh, have a, a certain degree of credibility because of it. And I think we should be proud of that, and I don't think we should look to the south of the border and try and emulate anything about their judiciary. All right, I'm going to find out if you're bullish as well in using the courts in certain cases. We've seen re- recently, actually, uh, where Doug Ford's uh, initiatives or policies have been challenged in court uh there are some even advocating that maybe he ought to go further when it comes to the freedom of speech thing that he's uh, actually saying he'd withdraw funding for these universities or colleges who deny free speech i want to come back and uh, see how the panel feels about that and a few other topics worthy of discussion in moments here on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto